Welcome to AACS Today, the official podcast of the American Association of Christian Schools. Thank you for joining us on this episode of AACS Today. My name is Matt Tiskus, Regional Director for the AACS, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Jameson Coppola. Jameson, it is a new year, and it is hard to believe. Um, I wonder if our listeners, Jameson, have uh, already uh, broken their resolutions or their goals or whatever people are doing, I guess, now. What's popular? I'm not even sure. Well, I'm going to plead the fifth on that, Matt. I'm not sure I'm willing to admit whether or not my New Year's resolutions have been broken. So, But it is New Year. It's good to be with you again. And looking forward to talking a little bit today about what we're seeing in the second session of the 118th Congress. Yeah, so we want to turn our attention here in 2024 to uh, a little bit of a congressional preview. You know, um, we were kind of we were joking before we started recording a little bit uh, about Congress keeping their resolutions to the American people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the per- the personal becomes the political, right? We're talking about resolutions, and now we're saying, yeah, but what we're really concerned about in twenty four is uh, will Congress keep their resolutions? What wh- what are we looking at as far as the political outlook for the year? Yeah, so we we've got some some big issues. Kind of we, we've kind of narrowed down kind of three big issues that we see uh, Congress kind of tackling here in the new year. Um, the biggest one probably that our listeners are familiar with and have heard the most about uh, relates to, to spending. So, Jameson, kind of bring us up to date on where things stand as it relates to spending and Congress. Yeah. Oh, if we just had a crystal ball, right, Matt? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, it'd be interesting. This, you know, the podcast kind of new for us. Uh, we're trying to be more regular about it, as, as, we, as we've told our listeners. It'll be interesting listening to this at the end of 2024, right? Um, I was in a meeting the other day where people were – somebody said – one of the speakers said, listen, I'm done trying to prognosticate political things. But, you know, let, let's just be honest. They're almost never right. But we do – we still want to make the attempt, right? We want to try to think about what might be the big issues coming up in 2024 uh, we kind of closed out the year without our typical spending fight. You know, you, our listeners, and you will probably know that typically what happens is the Christmas holiday is used to jam up uh, congressmen and senators on a spending bill, right? What What are we going to do? Are we going to actually pass the 12 appropriations bills uh, that, you know, we're supposed to to fund the government? Are we going to ram through a, an omnibus, a minibus? Are we going to do a continuing resolution? You know, these are all um, ideas in the mix of how do we fund government. And so, as as you rightly pointed out, um, we didn't close out the year that way necessarily. We closed out the year that way on the what's called the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act. But we didn't close out the year on spending because right before Thanksgiving, we passed some short term. Uh, CRs. And so th- those are coming up soon. Like I think the three of them are due January 19th. And then I think the other nine are due January, oh, I'm sorry, February 2nd. So, yeah, so spending, spending, we're going to jump right into spending yeah. when, when Congress is back. Yeah. So here we are now just a few days from, from when we could be facing a po- another possible government shutdown in all right. of the uh, all of the arguments that go around that. What what are some of the options that are out there? 
uh, for Congress to kind of tackle this issue, right? I think we've probably got some short-term options and some long-term options. What, what are you seeing? What are you hearing about those options as it relates to spending? Yeah, well, I think ultimately what most people are saying they want, I, I, this is true even of House Democrats, is they want reg, what's called regular order. In other words, they want to go back to a time, it seems so quaint now, <laughs> where <laughs> where the House actually spent uh, passes uh, the appropriations bill. There's 12 appropriations bills, and, and you're familiar with it. They, they fund the departments. You have like uh, it's called MILCON, military construction and the VA, agriculture, HUD, you know, transportation, defense, energy, you know, all of the different departmental ideas that we have that, that construct our, our government. Uh, ones for the legislative branch, you know, um, but get back to regular order. In other words, um, congressmen and senators debating on what we should spend money on and what we shouldn't spend money on programs that should be continued and this rarely gets discussed, if ever, but programs that should be discontinued or, or, or receive less funding. What a concept. What a concept. And uh, so that, that's kind of what people are saying. Listen, we want to get back to regular order. And, uh, you know, as believers, we say something like, show us your faith by your works. Yeah, that would be <laughs> great. <laughs> um, so that even Democrats, Matt, are saying that's what they want. I wonder if that's the case. You know, sometimes in politics, politicians don't actually say what they mean. Big surprise. Yeah. Um, but that would be the the pinnacle. The, you know, the other things are just going to be some combination of, you know, kicking the can down the road. Um, par, par, you know, partial funding. You know, January nineteenth is a big, uh, you know, shutdown. You know, three three departments will shut down if uh, if the spending. So they could kick it to February second give themselves a few more legislative days to pass something. Um, but at February 2nd, they're going to have to have another agreement about something. They could kick it to like mid-April. I think April 30th is when the um, when um, is the next deadline, you know, another day. Or they could just do a, a, a CR, a continuing resolution. <clears throat> I, I think that's the, the path that even Johnson, Speaker Johnson in the House has started to uh, talk about. And the upside of that, a CR, would be that there would be $100 million in cuts um, due to the uh, Fiscal Responsibility Act. So, you know, Democrats don't want that because I think set about 75% of the cuts that would come about under a CR would be domestic programs. About 25% of that would be to the military. And, you know, in spending, the, the two big buckets that everyone talks about are military and domestic programs. Just if if you're any student of politics at all, you, you understand that the Democrats typically fight for increased domestic spending. Republicans fight for increased military spending. That's kind of the, the pattern, at least since the Reagan uh, time period. Seven trillion dollars that we spend every year. What's a hundred hundred million dollars in cuts? It's pretty insignificant. But that does seem like what might what we might be headed for. Well, that is uh, that's going to be an interesting fight that that breaks out here in the early part of uh, January. Uh, there's a couple other issues, though, that are um, taking up some bandwidth, if you will, in the Congress. I know we're talking about also uh, some international issues and some things around uh, the border. Uh, let's tackle let's tackle the border first, because frankly, the border is just. Well, it's a complete disaster. As someone who lives in Texas, I think it's safe to say 
that we do not have control over our southern border. Uh, do you see anything anything um, moving the needle here as we get into 2024 as it relates to the border? Yeah, well, it's interesting that you say that. You know, you said you're in Texas, and certainly Texas feels the brunt of, um, you know, the porous open border. Um, you know, I think uh, I think your governor and your legislator just passed a a law making it illegal to illegally enter the state of Texas. Go Correct. figure. <laughs> Correct. And giving them some ability to hopefully enforce a a, a sensible border policy. Um, and so, yeah, the border is a huge issue. You know, it, it, it's interesting because now, I mean, like there are people, th this seems to me to be what's happening. There are some people saying we don't have a problem at the border, but in the age of citizen journalism, I mean, we can see it with our own eyes. I mean, we see, um, you know, the border being flooded by people who are illegally entering our country. And so there's this, there's this, dynamic where a lot of people are starting to say this is a real problem you can't tell me to ignore the evidence of my eyes and my ears anymore our government needs to do something about it so i think what's shifted is even the democrats are starting to feel that that pressure so we've got an election coming up in 2024 um the the map right now heavily favors republicans in the senate and so you see some willingness on democrats parts to talk about uh, changes in the border policy. Um, the House has passed, I think it's H.R. 2, if I remember right, but it's a border bill. <clears throat> and, and the House Republicans are demanding Senate Republicans use that as the basis for any negotiations in the Senate. Of course, it contains um, much more restrictive policies like remain in Mexico type policies. You know, you have to plead for asylum in the first country you come to. You can't claim asylum to enter the United States if you've passed through other countries. Of course, that is a really important provision because we see on these videos a lot of military-aged men coming into the country without families, from obviously from foreign countries. Right. And so and so 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 provisions like that are kind of the the bar that the House has set, which they want the Senate to follow, Senate Republicans are saying, listen, that's impossible. Well, you got Democrats in control of the Senate right now. You've got a Democratic administration that, listen, in some senses, it doesn't matter what we pass. The administration's the one that decides enforcement. And so we've got to get some agreement going forward. Well, the, the, the change in dynamics now is you've got some Democrats agreeing with that. And, and of course, then the House retorts, listen, if you lower the bar of what we've passed, all you're doing is giving the Democrats something to campaign on. You're giving them a half measure, maybe not even a half measure to say, I did something about the border. You know, put me back in, in, in the Senate and I'll continue to fight for sensible border policy. So it's an interesting political battle, but the border problem is real and it has finally made it out of real America. <laughs> into Congress where it's becoming an issue that's being discussed and fought over. Yeah, it's a complete humanitarian crisis for sure. I know there's- That too, right? Yeah, yeah. there's there's been talk of even impeaching uh, Secretary Mayorkas. Yep. Um, I, yep. I doubt that that will gain any traction just from my perspective here. I guess we'll see, uh, see what happens with that here as we get into the new year. 
Um, yeah, that's but, also one of the talking points. Right. Saying, you know, how will that affect the politics of it? Yeah, hopefully we see some action taken and not just um, here's a few talking points I get to campaign on as I head home for a reelection campaign from uh, some of these candidates here, um, because it is a huge problem, um, which now let's talk about kind of the third the third thing we talked a little bit about spending uh, the border. Uh, there, there is some international, I don't know if anyone's been paying attention. Of course they have, there are some international <laughs> kind of, yeah, things. Yeah, kind of hard to avoid it. Yeah. yeah. There are some things brewing, uh, or, uh, that have been brewing for a while with specifically Ukraine, uh, Israel, and even, uh, Taiwan. So talk us through a couple of those issues as we, as we look into the, uh, crystal ball here of 2024, as it relates to Congress. Yeah. Well, the Congress again, left town without agreeing about if well, well I, I shouldn't say that what amount of support should be giving to kind of three areas of concern internationally and, and we're talking primarily related to like terrorism <clears throat> helping support our friends having a, a foreign policy that hopefully is designed to keep peace you know um uh peace through superior firepower so to speak <clears throat> and and our, our, our listeners will know that that's centered around the Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, and China, you know, as part of the discussion right. on Taiwan. Um, it's interesting. I saw a, a headline the other day. I didn't get to do a deeper dive on it, but, you know, talking about how quickly Ukraine became, you, you know, it was like they were the favored child mm-hmm. of politicians as far as we must help Ukraine you know, we've got to counter Putin, who has his his eyes set on world domination. And if we don't stop him in the Ukraine, we're going to send our men. You know, the, all of those talking points, whether right or wrong, have really diminished. Um, and now it's like, well, Ukraine probably needs to sue for peace. And, and maybe, you know, for better or worse, we'll have a stalemate in the Ukraine. Um, but there's not the desire to kind of have that full-throated, let's pay more money to Ukraine. And I think that's why funding has stalled. But one of the other dynamics is what happened on, I think, October uh, 7th Mm. with Hamas and the atrocities committed against Israel. And so that's kind of entered the discussion. And now where there was you know, some opposition to sending any money to Ukraine in the more conservative circles in our country. Like, hey, listen, we got we've got to get control of domestic spending. Mm. We don't have money to send to Ukraine. And we're not sure that Putin is, you know, like other historic world leaders that wanted, you know, to dominate the whole world. We're not sure he he just is not trying to, you know, capture access to the Black Sea through um, Ukraine. So that that's kind of changed the dynamic. There's no real agreement on what funding would look like. And then at the end of last year, you know, kind of a big event, our our military resumed uh, military communicate communications with uh, China, which had been broken off. I think if I remember right, when Pelosi visited Taiwan like a year and a half, two years ago. Right. So um, you know, th- there's discussion about what we need to do to prevent. China from thinking that we would let them invade Taiwan. And that, I mean, that's been one of their designs, you know, since the civil war there in China. And, and, and so 
Will China look at what's happening in the rest of the world and say, now's the right time to assert ourselves in Taiwan militarily? And what would that mean to stability in the region and the rest of the world? What would it mean about you know, their view of, of how well we can project military power around the world, et cetera, et cetera. So a yeah, lot, lot of things to be considered in that discussion. Absolutely. There, there's, there's huge, huge things. And it, you know, it's interesting as we talk about Ukraine, it seems like president Zelensky shows up, you know, about every six or eight weeks, it feels like, you know, just watching the news, uh, you know, walking through the halls of Congress and giving a speech, yeah. you know, drum, drumming up support for more, uh, for more money, uh, for uh, the war that's happening uh, there. L lots of issues uh, with an election coming. Uh, important that our listeners are aware of what's happening, getting a little bit of behind the scenes of what things look like in Congress, because we have to be informed, uh, because we definitely want to be sure that we're, uh, we're voting uh, and voting our values, as the saying goes, uh, coming up here in the uh, 2024 election. You know, Jameson, we didn't even touch on um, the presidential election and all the, the drama. Well, that's because I don't want to talk about that, Matt. <laughs> all the drama surrounding that. Perhaps, perhaps, that, that, perhaps that needs to be another episode um, because I think we could we could spend a lot of time uh, discussing some of the recent developments that we've seen, especially at the end of 2023 in Colorado and in other places as it relates to the presidential election. So anyway, yeah. let's let's wrap this episode up. So this episode is really just designed for our listeners to get an idea of kind of what's coming in Congress in 2024. Uh, around these big issues, spending border, some of these international conflicts that we're involved with. So hopefully our listeners have gotten some good inside information on uh, what to be watching for and preparing for as we enter uh, into this election season, as I mentioned. So Jameson, thanks for providing that perspective for us today. It's very helpful. Yeah. You know, it, it'll be interesting, like we said at the start, um, to look at this at the end of 2024. Do, do you want to put a date on the calendar, Matt, that, that we should uh, you know, review our prognostications? I, I'm glad, honestly, we didn't talk about the presidential because, oh man, there's a lot of game to still be played in that, in that regard, isn't there? Oh, it is going to be uh, an interesting race. E even on, you know, even on the, the Democrat side, I think there are still mm -hmm. some things that yeah. could happen there. Um, there's plenty of time left, so we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting time. Uh, we need to make sure that we, uh, stay informed and, yes. uh, stay in the word and, uh, stay communicating with each other through these challenging days. There's no question about that. All right. Good to talk with you, Matt. And, uh, you know, we'll talk offline about the data on the calendar to review our, our crystal ball um, predictions. Oh, we'll be sure to bring it back for the listeners in the future. <laughs> okay, sounds and good. we'll do a little review. So, hey, thanks All for right. listening to this episode of AACS today. We'll see you next time right here on the podcast.